With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the best of two pros in a cup of joe with LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio. We do have some breaking news out of the NFL. Breaking news from Fox Sports. And for that, we turn it over to Eddie Garcia. Well, not a surprise. Uh, the Washington Commanders have decided to move on from head coach Ron Rivera. Uh, he is out after a 26-49 and one overall record. And interesting, the uh, front office shakeup as well going on with the Commanders uh, owner Josh Harris is bringing in former Golden State Warriors GM Bob Myers, as well as former Vikings GM Rick Spillman, who is a familiar name uh, huh. to football fans. I was just working with Rick yesterday. <laughs> so interesting, interesting move there, uh, especially the Bob, the Bob Myers thing is uh, certainly interesting. Uh, and also the Carolina Panthers have fired their general manager, Scott Fitterer, as well. Why? It's going so well there. I can't, I don't, can't figure out what happened in Carolina. Um, so the Ron Rivera firing, not a surprise. I think everybody uh, obviously knew that that was going to go down the way that it went. But man, so Rick Spielman couldn't couldn't do you a solid and uh, and, and fill <laughs> well, in on. I, I'll say this much, um, and I'm not trying to speak for him in any way. I, I do believe he was being t- talked to by a number of teams, and uh, I, I think when you look at, <clears throat> for example, what the, the players he drafted, some of the teams he built there during his time in Minnesota, his overall experience in the NFL. Uh, it, it speaks for itself, and I think there's uh, some decisions right now and the way the Vikings season kind of went this year that, at least from a front office perspective, you might be you know now wishing you had him back. Um, so anyway, the, the point is he, he it was it was funny because we were joking with him about uh, another potential situation, and uh, yeah, he, he was tight-lipped about it, wouldn't say anything. Uh, but this this one was not one of the ones we dis- we had discussed. So maybe he would have been more forthcoming uh, if he could have. Uh, but but my guess is he wouldn't have been. He's uh, he's a stand-up guy, and obviously he was. A, he's been a ton of fun to work with this uh, this past season. Hmm. I'm looking at this Myers hire, and in my mind, I want to say this could be one of the most interestingly amazing, brilliant moves by Josh Harris and this group. And and you may ask, well, you know, Bob Myers is a basketball guy. Why would you bring him into a category that he doesn't belong in or hasn't been in? But really the biggest to me, the biggest issue that the Washington um, franchise has struggled with and fought through for so long is having a proper structure as a company. Not not the structure as a GM of the players and who you're selecting as the players, but as a having continuity of operations outside of just your personnel that is going on to the football field. And so if they believe that Bob Myers is is the type of an exec that can bring that type of structure and and maybe the 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 word that's always used uh culture if if he can bring a culture of of high expectation and high levels of of accomplishment 
um, which will allow somebody like like Rich to do at his job, which I think Rick 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 don't don't we don't people call him Rich? I think no. I, I thought he was been called Rich, but no, it's anyway. Rich Stadium. All right. Well, I thought it was. Anyways, regardless of that, the 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 Spillmans are are some amazing. That's an amazing family within the the football community, and he did do a great job in in Minnesota. And you know what? He's very well respected. Good dude. The type of temperament that you would think that goes a long way um, in in a building that that really really needs to move forward and move beyond what it has become over uh, a very, very extended amount of time. So just at a glimpse, just just knowing what I've known of the past of what what the environment has been in in Redskins. Oh, excuse me. Formerly oh, known as. Oh, gosh. I, I'm, I mean, you pulled a Romo. It is oh. what it is. Uh, I you pulled did. a Romo there. I, I, hey, yeah, not, by the not way, quite as bad as Romo. By the way, he's getting worse. It is. is it? Is he getting he, he mispronounced so many names yesterday during the Bears-Packers game. Mm. Like, it was shocking. He probably didn't care. <laughs> yeah, in his defense, care. there are so many guys, and I thought this happened during the bowl season. It's like, you get the opportunity to call a game. Go learn go learn guys' names. Like, there, there's some families out there, and their, their name means something. Yeah, go figure out what their true. name is. Go figure out how to pronounce it properly. Like, that's the number one thing if you're calling a game. You have to do it. And I understand some of those names can be tough to pronounce. Trust me. Halapudalavati Vitae. All right. I had to learn that forever back when he was at Washington. I practiced that probably a thousand times. And like, but that's part of the job. Like, learn these guys' names. I, I never understand that, man. Yeah. yeah. And to that point, it is Richard Spillman, by the way. It, it, I know they call him Rick, but he is his name is Richard Spillman. Just okay. just so we're yeah. clear, just uh, so I, well, that I work with all, Rick. Yeah. So I just saw him twenty four hours ago. So let me know when everyone calls him yeah. Richard. I just I just know that that's his government name, and I'm not <laughs> going to have that that bad bad not juju of not saying his name correctly. Maybe they don't call him Rich, but I know he's a Richard. No. Anyways, uh, what about Rick? <laughs> anyway. go, go Google search. Go Google search if Richard Spielman comes up or Rick Spielman yeah. on yeah. his Wikipedia. It does say Rick. It does yeah, say it Rick does. Spillman, but then right immediately, but then right immediately under there, his name is Richard, regardless yeah. of what people call him. I mean, his name is okay. Richard. Well, my name is Braden. Are you gonna start calling me that? The I rest might. Of the time? I might. Okay. I just might start calling you Braden. I call you Q. So and, you yeah, know, it is what it is. But yeah. anyway, I call the, him Slappy. The, that's true. Right? No, yeah. you don't. He does. No, I don't think he it, does. Hundred percent. Do you? Call well, anytime him, him and I, anytime Jonas and I ever talk on the phone. He'll say, what's up, Slappy? 100%. Our off-air you know, interactions are much different than our own. No, it's not. It's not what do you really mean? What all. do I call it's, you? It's really <laughs> Black man. <Yeah>. Racist. <laughs> huh? So messed up. Hey, what do I call you back? <laughs> what do I call you back, Jonas? Black man. <laughs> It's just two brothers greeting each other the right way. That's all. You're still waiting on your 23 and me results, right? <laughs> no, I'm not. Jonas might be. Oh, man. I wish we would have saved that in the system. Birdo saying, you black dog. Hey, you black. Just call him and have him record it for us. <laughs> you black. Oh, man. I know he's happy right now. Um, his team is playing. Hey, so Washington's got the number two pick. Yeah. They're getting a quarterback. Okay, yeah. How attractive of a job is that? Number two pick. I don't. I. I think that's a tough one to answer. It's a tough one to answer for the simple fact that you probably want to be excited about the idea of there being new ownership and them going in a different direction, and you being the guy at the forefront of an amazing market. I mean, the market and the fan base has endured a lot, and it's an amazing fan base. Like, you can't go wrong with a number seven, number eight media market with the type of fans that they have. Um, but with that being said, I just think that there's so much uncertainty, and and that's you're talking about your career. You know, you get picked at the number two spot, and you go there, and it may take four or five years to to try to undo, you know, decades of of misfunction and and just doing things incorrectly. So they're, they're gonna try and make a splash higher, right? Like like Jim Harbaugh 
they're going to make a run at Harbaugh. That would be interesting. They? I mean, why not? Why not go after Harbaugh? I, I think that would be the best, the best name to go after. But that does tend to go down the same same exact lane that that Dan Snyder went down. Like Dan Snyder did not shy away from hiring high profile people. Not in front office, not as head coaches, not as players. Well, uh, I would say this. Like, that's not necessarily a bad strategy. It's just uh, I think what you said and pointed out was the biggest thing is they just don't have the the structure, the internal structure to be able to then manage that. Like, I think when you bring in a guy like Bob Myers, what you're looking at doing is constructing a, you know, what was a dynasty in a period of time in the NBA with the Golden State Warriors and doing it in a way that was unique to their approach, right? I, I think the funny thing is, not to not to get on a whole long one of tangent, but like who who's the one player that you hear people compare Patrick Mahomes to in other sports? Steph Curry. Look, Steph Curry. Steph Curry. Oh, Steph. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and so the yeah. interesting thing is, is like, okay, so if, if that's the magic you're trying to recreate – then you go bring in a guy who is maybe a part of that, you know, front office or a part of that brain trust that created that, and then you bring in a football guy like Rick Spielman who's going to help him understand this realm a little better, right? Like there's a thirty thousand foot view, and then there's like boots on the ground, mm-hmm. and you can have someone who can help you understand like who is the best coach to embody what Steve Kerr means to that team with a guy like Steph Curry, with Klay Thompson, and, and with all the other pieces Draymond. on that team, Draymond Green, it? right? Right. How do you manage those personalities? So, so I think that's maybe partially the vision is, hey, we want to be a team that you know utilizes, first off, like data analytics. Like obviously the, the Warriors caught on to something in a day and age of the NBA where you can have – you know, outside shooters who are smaller, who maybe wouldn't have lasted in the 90s style NBA with the way they play defense and the and way the game was played back then. But nowadays you can. Like you can make it through a whole season healthy and you can have the most prolific shooter in the history of the game and build around that and build, you know, even more shooters onto that roster and then change the way everyone else has to play because of how dominant you've been. Like you could change the league that way. And maybe Washington feels like they're in that position right now in number two. Now, I, in order to do that, you have to get a Steph Curry type talent, and so let's just connect the dots here. So if if Steph if Patrick Mahomes is, is the Steph Curry of the NFL, who is the player in the draft that's been compared to Patrick hey, Mahomes? Now I'm up, Caleb Williams. Yeah. Caleb Williams. There you go. And so you and he then, could drop to two. Maybe if if you know for example the Bears don't want to take a quarterback at one and don't want to take Caleb Williams at one. Maybe they trade out. Maybe they trade just one spot back. Like, if, if I'm the Bears, okay, and I have the number one overall pick, Don't and I hurt. believe that Justin Fields is my quarterback of the future, and I can get back some draft capital and assure myself a, a what I believe to be a future Hall of Famer in Marvin Harrison Jr. at number two, why not? You, all, you also have another top ten pick that you can go spend that pick on then as far as an edge rusher if you want to you know continue to build on that side. Uh, best player available. But well, let's just put it that way. Imagine being able to do that if you're Ryan Poles and continue to build. And then for Washington, you get that Caleb Williams. You know, you get that Steph Curry style generational talent player, and now you go. Like that, that's kind of an, an interesting strategy to me, but I think you're seeing the framework put in place by Josh Harris with the Myers move and then bring in a football mind like Rick Spielman, who's done this for, for decades. I just hope I'm correct on on and I hope you're correct. I hope we're correct on that assessment that the value of bringing in a basketball operations guy is indeed to finally and and listen like Jason Wright, Tim Hightower, like some of these guys that are in the front office of Washington have really done an amazing job of working to to rebuild and 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 just kind of replace what has been I mean, really, really The bad. team name kind of sucks. Commanders kind of sucks. I, I mean, I mean, we're I, being honest. Uh, listen. The Commanders. I, I don't know that anybody is going to adapt and to adjust to something that has been around for so many years, like over 70-some years, close to 80 years, where 
it it's like okay we we like this new name i i don't i don't look at it that way i look at it more so from the person the people aspect of it if you're bringing in somebody who's going to humanize what's going on at the park and there's not this air uh, air of of arrogance and and just you know levels of 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 how you treat people if you're on this level you can't even look at the owner <laughs> Talk about little Danny. if you're on this level you have to say mr snyder if you're yeah, on this level about? i mean i'm just little talking danny? about how it used to be when little danny was 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 you know walking around you know what with his armed armed bodyguards and stuff like that and it, it just What's was up, danny? yeah he's somewhere somewhere enjoying them billions uh it just it just to me um if you do go about it in this way there's they're doing it the right way you're starting at the root of it and once you start at the root of it then obviously then now you're able to grow um something that's healthy and something that is able to thrive and so if that's what josh harris and this group is indeed doing with their decision making and who they made their first hires in the front office being I, i think it's a great move in the right direction for this organization be sure to catch live editions of two pros in a cup of joe with brady quinn lavar errington and jonas knox weekdays at 6 a.m eastern 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, we're Cavino and Rich. Fox Sports Radio every day, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern. But here's the thing. We never have enough time to get to everything we want to get to. And that's why we have a brand new podcast called Overpromised. You see, we're having so much fun in our two-hour show, we never get to everything. Honestly, because this guy oh, is overpromising things we never have time for. Yeah, you blubber lips. Blaming me. Well, you know what? It's called Overpromise. You should be good at it because you've been overpromising women for years. Well, it's a Cavino and Rich after show, and we want you to be a part of it. We're going to be talking sports, of course, but we're also going to talk life and relationships. And if Rich and I are arguing about something or we didn't have enough time, it will continue on our after show called Overpromised. Well, if you don't get enough Cavino and Rich, make sure you check out Overpromised and also Uncensored, by the way. So maybe we'll go at it even a little harder. It's going to be the best after show podcast of all time. There you go. Overpromising. Perfect. And remember, you could see it on YouTube, but definitely join us. Listen to Overpromised with Cavino and Rich on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, O-O-O-O-Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I have my next uh, FSRIR. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> when we have it. Oh, I, I'm going to save it. <laughs> you sure you oh, want to okay. share? I'm go- why would not? <laughs> uh, you want to know the beauty of our show? Is that there's no shame. <laughs> yeah, there's no shame. I mean, we have no shame. If y'all want me to share my FSRIR right now at the, the beginning of the show, I will. Because <laughs> it is 100% a first FSRIR. Do it! Okay, well, so I had my yearly checkup yesterday. Oh, boy. And everything was going well. Yeah. So used to the whole, you know, drop them, look to the side, cough, look to the <laughs> side, cough, you know. But this time was a little different. This time, they said they're moving back the age to a little bit younger to where you have to, you know, check for other things. Doc was no longer in shock. Hey, buddy, I'll be honest. (laughs) I just assumed you were already getting that done. Well, well, I'm not that old. Oh, Oh, it starts. Apparently, I am now. Yeah. It starts at almost my age now. I mean, Jonas has probably been having that happen to him. Well, Jonas did say that. No, Jonas said after his, after his prostate was examined for a uh, possible hernia, which I never knew that you could get a hernia of the prostate. But nonetheless, Doc called. Doc called. Was like, can I get my watch back? <laughs> like, yeah, dang. Uh, um, yeah, Jonas said that he had <laughs> the doc. <laughs> 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 that, that was an off-air Do- joke. Doctor, doctor an had, had a hands-free uh, <laughs> in, investigation of Jonas's prostate. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh man! <laughs> Coop, did it hit you yet? It, it, <laughs> it hit me. I just—you don't understand. Like I haven't been to where you guys have been, oh, oh, and that day is rapidly approaching me. Oh, I got a schedule. I got to schedule the whole deal. Yeah, whole, I don't want any you know. part. I had a buddy who uh, who was like, "Oh no, you gotta get ahead of it. You gotta, you know, you gotta make sure you take care of your health and all stuff." I go, "Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> I, I, I think I'm waiting. I think I'm waiting for that. You know, I'm, I'm waiting until someone tells me." We live in a brave new world, and I get, you know, everybody's got what they got going on these days. But there's nothing like if if that's just not like there was nothing that could have prepared me for that moment, and I I really didn't know it was coming. I, I knew the whole get the the colonoscopy um, was inevitable to to schedule. I have to schedule it. I get all that. Um, I just didn't know that I was going to be in the office and and I was going to get checked. I was, you know yesterday. Wow. So that caught me off guard. I've never seen you happier. Oh boy! Uh, Get loose! (laughs) Come on, don't do that! Ooh, ooh, don't do that! What do you mean? Get loose! Come on, man! Get loose! Seriously? What? I mean, that's a drop. That's not me. That's a drop. I mean, Sam should get dumped for that. That's a dumpable Uh, look. Oh no! Oh no! Oh, oh, no. You're going to laugh while you're doing it? That's horrible. You know what's funny, though, is I feel like there's probably a lot of uh, Alabama fans who feels like oh, they got the same treatment. Oh, come on now. What? What? Uh, <laughs> now look to the yes. left and cough. Okay. Uh, say Saban. Uh, well, now look to the well right done. and cough. Say Saban. Uh, well yeah. done. Uh, I'm so, happy as hell. <laughs> so, yes, it is over. Uh, Nick Saban retiring after 17 years with Alabama, uh, seven national titles, six with the Crimson Tide, one with LSU, 28 years as a college football coach, and a couple of pit stops in the NFL, assistant in Cleveland, also was a head coach in Miami. It feels like we just saw the GOAT exit stage left, and now we get to see who takes over in Alabama. But first, you know, tip of the cap for one of the great careers in coaching, not only in football, but any sport that we've Indeed. ever seen. 
Indeed. Outstanding run by Saban. Oh, you got it, Q. I mean, I, I, I'm not the first to say something like this, um, but it was the first thing that came to mind when I saw the news. Is you, you knew it was going to happen at some point. I just never thought it happened in my lifetime. I, I don't know why it sounds so stupid to say that, but it's just it, it feels like, I don't know, Nick Saban in Alabama. You know, like they just they were going to go together forever, and he's going to coach until he's like 140. It's it's just it's a I don't know it's it's hard to put in the words because one I think of the success that he had over that run, um, were truly remarkable. And when you think of like the goat of college football, that's who I'll always think of. I know people will go back and look at Paul Bear Bryant, some other names you want to throw in there. To me, it's it's Nick Saban at the top. Seven national championships, two different teams, six obviously with Alabama. Uh, his reign during his time in Tuscaloosa is – it's really hard to even measure because the impact it had just on the university itself, their enrollment has almost doubled. The caliber of student they get at the university has turned into something of – you get all these out-of-state you know, kids who are going to pay higher tuition, but, you know, greater caliber of students who want to be there because they want to be a part of a national championship, which every single recruiting class he had had been a part of a national championship. Um, Like, you, you could make the case that whatever he was paid, I think he was paid at somewhere over $100 million for his services during his time in Alabama. He, you could have said a billion, and it probably would have been fair. Because of all the economic stimulus he brought that university, not just even through football. So I, I just, it's sad in a way, not 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 for obviously for, for Alabama and the success and the run they've had, but it's sad in a way because he's one of those voices in college football. When he speaks, you listen. And the way he sees the landscape and the, with everything changing right now, I, I kind of get fearful because we need voices like his. You know, we we need great perspective like that. So, um, you know, his his career at Alabama is the greatest of all time. Uh, there's nothing that even, in my opinion, comes close to it. His his impact is even hard to measure because I think it's probably greater than most truly realize. But I think in a day and age where college football needs a voice like Nick Saban the most, that's probably what concerns me about this is you've got a head coach who is truly a mover and shaker. When he speaks, everyone listens. And now you don't have that person in that position anymore. And so I, I'm curious to see what is next. I'm curious if, if he'll still continue to be a part of it because we need good people like Nick Saban helping find a solution to where college football is at right now. I wonder if he will take part in that or if he's just going to kind of enjoy life and enjoy his family or – you know, and kind of watch football from a pure spectator's, you know, perspective. Because he, he has been one of the more vocal guys about, you know, what NIL has created. I mean, he has been a a person of, of reason and sense. I just wonder how much of Transfer Portal and NIL is a reason why he chose to step down. Um, Chris Lowe, who was the initial to report from ESPN, uh, initially reported the retirement. He wrote, and this is something that's uh, going around uh, afterwards, that sources told him Saban had grown increasingly frustrated with what, quote, college football turned into. He's all about team and building a team and developing players. And now the only thing that seems to matter is who can get what in NIL and who can get the biggest deal. Yeah, and I I would assume a coach like Nick Saban, their success hinges on them being able to coach the way that they coach, if you know what I mean. And to be honest with you, I think that's going to be a trend that that we see develop and continue to develop until there's something that is is done to, you know, kind of, I guess, you know, police it or, or govern it better than what it is now. And and if I'm a hard coach, if if I demand a lot, and and from all the guys that I've ever known that played for for Saban, they all say he's a pretty demanding dude. And if if you're not going to be willing to go through the ups and the downs and and the hard 
approach at times as to what's going to be asked of you and required of you, uh, I would assume that that would be frustrating. I, I would assume it'd be frustrating to watch a kid that you work to develop go into the transfer portal because they're going to get more money. I would assume it's going to be frustrating because you're maybe not raising enough money to keep those kids at your school or whatever it may be. I would assume that that for someone at his age would seem to be almost like Armageddon for, for that level of football. And this is someone who coached at the pro level, so he understood the money aspect of it, the bottom line aspect of it when these were guys that weren't amateurs. But to go back to college and have the opportunity to coach and coach at the level that he did at the amateur level, now not perceivably being looked at as amateurism anymore, I'm, you know, it's probably going to drive a lot of coaches into to leaving the game, that coach at the college level. You, you know what you just made me think of? How different his career might have been had they gotten Drew Brees huh. as opposed to Dante Culpepper. Mm. And and really the medical advice, because that's what it came down to. It was supposedly the medical advice that their team doctor and staff gave them that led them to the decision to not go with Brees and instead mm. go with Culpepper. Like I, I do wonder, would Brees have had the same success? Would, would Saban have stayed in Miami? Does he ever leave? I mean, he was – think about this. He was 15 and 17 in two seasons. He had a winning season his first year in 05. Then they went 6 and 10, and that's when he bounced. I just kind of wonder, like, if he has breeze and has success, do we ever know him as the Alabama head coach? It, cha- it changed the course of history for Alabama, for Breeze, for the for Saints, for Sean Payton, for a lot of people involved based on what happened there. Well, yeah. I'm proud to say that I went against him three times. In, in college and, and had the honor of sharing the field with, with him and Joe, two of the greatest to ever do it at the college level. So, you know, What would Joe say about um, – Oh, gosh, I'm nuts. <laughs> I'm nuts yet. <laughs> Nick. Ah, <laughs> oh, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> these kids these days, Nick. Ah, what I would, hear uh, you, buddy. What would what would Joe Pa say to you about Nick Saban? Ah, we whooped his ass, then we Lavar. We <laughs> we kicked his ass in, huh? Then we do it, Lavar. Then we kick his ass in. <laughs> All right, it's a great day to be a Nittany Lion. <laughs> oh man, uh, well listen, that's so uh, good. Uh, that's up. By the way, that is probably the, the tops next to. <laughs> Jonas, what do you think your best is? Probably Harry Carey. Yeah. What what does Harry Carey... What does Harry Carey say about Nick Saban? What does he sound like saying... Saban's spelled backwards is Nabus. Cobbs with high. I have another. Yeah, it's... Cobbs win. And then, and then he brought it back to the Cubs. And then, why, why did Carr just put that on on television? <laughs> what is he doing? I don't know. Turn it off. A lot going on here. Oh um, wow! And then Brady's best is Scott Staff. So you, you got to give credit Let's where credit is due. Scott Staff. Yeah. How do I do Scott Staff? Yeah, Creed. I know it. I've only got one speed on that. That's, That's right. Just a song. Let's like... go there. Yeah. <laughs> That's all it is. See? Let's so... make our escape. I mean, That's all I got. Some, somehow we managed to work. I uh... thought it was Keith Sweat. <laughs> I thought his best impression Maybe was Keith Sweat. Maybe it might Sweat. be. <laughs> Nobody. Uh, somehow we managed to work. Come on, Brady. <laughs> this has nothing to do with Saban. Joe Pa. Let's go there. Harry Carey and Scott Stapp in the same yes, segment. Come on. Come on, Q. Come on. Can you do it? I can't do it right now. <laughs> come on, Q. Hey, I'm here. Split it out, oh. Brady. Come on, Q. I really you can you. do it. Come on, Joe! I really I do right love now. you. I can't get there right now, man. Uh, <laughs> maybe, if, maybe if I got my uh, backside checked out, maybe I can uh, get there right now. That's cold-blooded. <laughs> you you, you popped pop my balloon. I was like, I was, I was like, can you take me higher? I was higher. Look, my shoulders <laughs> dropped. 
Yeah. Well, <laughs> by the way, once once the dock gets under center, we got a problem. That's so bloody. It's, it's all downhill from the there. doctor, can you take me higher? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, that ain't what I said. Uh, <laughs> by the way. I turned my head to the side. I was like, all right, uh... Okay. Yeah, by the way, a very serious issue. You should all get a check, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, sorry, I don't want to get a life of it, but... <laughs> but, you know, this is funny the way Lamar... I'll drop yeah. my pants right here. Oh, jeez. <laughs> um, it is two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio. It's Lavar Arrington, Brady Quinn, get, Jonas Knox. You the ghost... Old. Ghost, um... Sensations after that. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Are you still... Yeah, you still man. feel like I mean, someone's inside you right yeah, now? Man, hey, bro... It weirded me out so bad, man. I like it's like kind of like there. That so- sounds more like I don't know some sort of abuse than anything else. Or you're still feeling it afterwards. Yeah, no, it's the, well, <laughs> lost and found. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. that's like trauma, right? <laughs> right, right, exactly. If I, Mama, if I, no, yeah, yeah, yep. So, yeah, how, no! yeah. <laughs> so if anybody finds yep. a rubber glove on the chair after we leave, uh, you know why. What? Just want to point that out. I'm just saying. I heard oh, him take it off. Out. I heard him take it off. <laughs> that's, that's, that might have been what traumatized me the most, though. Oh, oh, when man. you hear the, the rubber glove pop off, like. Oh, no. Yeah, man. See, this is this is like when like you tell your kids you're going to discipline them, and that's like the just telling them. Is sometimes worse than the actual discipline because they don't even know what's coming sometimes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's like that. Like, I have not had to experience that yet, but I am dreading it so much mm-hmm. because it's not like anyone ever talks well about it. They're not like, oh, by the way, um, I got uh-huh. my prostate checked out. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. Lavar <laughs> does on the air. What, what's that bad? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I'll say this in in the in the spirit like what of what proctologist are you like? Hey, you got to go to this guy. Right. This guy's great. That's the be- that, that was the best experience ever. You, you ain't gonna look at somebody the right way after that, man. No. I mean, you're just not. But I will I will say this though. All seriousness, make sure you get yourself checked you have out. To. Yeah, make Please. sure. You have Everybody to out there out. listening, we're laughing and joking and hooting and hollering. But know. you know what? I'd rather us have this conversation than the other. Hell yeah. You know, so yeah. just just make sure you guys go out there and get yourselves checked out. Man. Yeah. 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 So. Well, it is uh, two pros and a cup of Joe here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, by the way, but we are going to be gonna... prepared to be traumatized. <laughs> yeah. though. That's, that's, I will say that. <laughs> if you want to talk about it nationally, you on talk hundreds to us, of call affiliates, us. you want to call you know, us. Just, call just us. let it happen. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, O O O O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. 
Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Breaking news Uh-oh. from Fox Sports. Yep. All right, uh, this being reported by Adam Schefter and Mike Reese, Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots are expected to part ways today after 24 seasons together and six Super Bowl titles. Don't you feel like famous people are dying? Like, I know it's pretty morbid, but man, it's just like, I feel like... This isn't isn't Black Monday, though. It just makes you feel like it's like, man, like... All these legendary coaches just quick, like boom, 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 like bang, bang. They come in threes. Sheesh, is that's well, that's three Carol, right there. Carol, Carol, Carol Belichick, yeah. all done. I mean, but that was quicker. That was a quick three. Don't, aren't you supposed to like expect three within like a week, a month, or something like that? This is like what twenty four hours. Yeah, they're all in the seventies, though. You know, it's like you kind of. Hey, I'm gonna tell you straight like this. What's up? If they did a movie with Bill Belichick, Pete Carroll, and some god dang, uh, who was the third one? Nick Saban. Yeah. That would be the most watched seniors vacation. Like, you, y'all remember the movie Cocoon? Like, imagine putting oh, Cocoon geez. on steroids. I was thinking grumpy old men. but Grumpy that's old men. Come yeah, on, yeah. man. That would be a dope-ass movie. I'm telling you those three personalities yeah. in a movie would be total comedic freaking brilliance man i'm telling you think about it like just think about i, I do appreciate oh we hear the news of bill belichick to add to pete carroll and nick saban and the first thing we're thinking about is a remake of grumpy old man like, <laughs> These three like, like not the I mean, seven national titles yeah. or eight or, super bowls or whatever yeah. they got together but that's seven. but can you imagine the 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 discussions of coaching, the discussion of players. Think about the players they've coached. Think about the experiences they've had. Would you not be enthralled by listening to them talk S to one another about what a season represented and how that looked? I mean, I, I, I mean, don't know. Did Belichick – he didn't coach college, did he? So no. imagine. Well, I think was he an assistant with? Was he at the Naval Academy? Yes, he was. He, I think yeah. he was at the Naval Academy. I think that's where he started out. His dad coached there, or something yeah, like he was that. With, he was with something. Baltimore with the Colts. Um, all, all I know is, imagine like being able to say, "Yeah, uh, hey, Bill, sit this conversation out." You did, know, actually, you know, no, never at the college level. L- looking through it, he first started with the Baltimore Colts as a special assistant in 1975. Okay, there's a there's a connection to the Naval he, Academy. His dad, well, he his went dad. to Wesleyan, but his dad was at Annapolis. That's okay. where he was. That's what. Yeah. That's why him and Lee Corso are close because Corso coached there. All I know is, imagine Pete and and Nick saying, "Yeah, uh, sit this conversation out." A uh, goat of NFL, like you know, what I mean, like the conversations that them dudes would have with their accolades and their accomplishments. I mean, who could have that type of conversation? It's um. It's kind of wild when you think all the success that they've had and all three are moving on in different directions. And I almost get the sense that if you had to bet on somebody who's going to be staying around, it's going to be Belichick. Like he's mm-hmm. he's going to find an opportunity, I would think, somewhere else. 
And now the Patriots are going to look, you know, Mike Vrabel obviously makes a lot of sense because he's got connections there. But it does feel like Just Belichick's going to walk of shame every other night now, man. Just enjoy it. Like you're you're a goat. You're a goat of goats. Like, I, just enjoy, just enjoy the 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 shame walk. I think I think Belichick. Now you ain't got just had your shirt off. You can you can have it all off. He's got his eyes. I'm go. He's got his eyes on the all time wins record. <laughs> and think? yeah, and I, and I think he's going to be looking around for an opportunity to try and get that done somewhere else. Uh, some people have have said, you know, what about the Chargers? The connection with the L.A. Chargers could be a possibility. But him and Saban are are really close, and to see they them are. walk away. Within hours apart of each other is kind of you wild. know. Q said earlier, maybe Pete Carroll isn't built that way. You know what it made me start thinking now that I'm talking <laughs> about. You, you know when you said I said Pete Carroll should just enjoy being in the building and not having to do oh, anything. I said it's not wired, that wired, way. wired yeah. that way. Built about. Uh, I mean, I, you know, I feel I, he same, he, 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 wants, he wants to compete, dude. You know, everything he does, he wants to compete. It's, it makes you think about at their age, like how. What happens when coaches wired that way? Don't coach. Like it could go one or two ways, and I think we both know what those two ways are. Like when man, when Joe, when Joe went out from coaching, he was out of here quick. Like some coaches, that keeps them alive. Like yeah. competing and doing those things and getting up and and being stimulated that way, it keeps keeps cats alive, man. And then some cats enjoy it. I mean. You know, Bobby Bowden enjoyed being out of the game for a long time. I know it's Coach Spurrier, he's been enjoying being out of the game for us, you know, for a while now. I mean, some guys really enjoy golfing and, and motivational speeches and going and visiting campuses and or visiting teams. Some guys like so, it. So let me go back to Jonas's point, though, about the wins. So Bill Belichick has 302 wins right now, which means he's 26 behind tying Don Shula. Don Shula. And he's 16 behind George Hallis. Now, the interesting thing in my mind is he's, what, 71 years old. Yeah. You know, how much longer can you, will you, coach? But I would say, think about how the NFL is now. You need three more seasons, probably four, to assure yourself he gets over Shula. Because three, you're saying he has to go nine and eight three years in a row and he gets it, right? I think the most interesting part is Andy Reid's 65. He's, he's at 258. Mm. I mean, if, if Andy Reid coaches for what? Five more know, years? I, I was going to say five, the average. I mean, that gets them, let's say they average 10 wins per year of that span, right? That's 50 wins. Well, that's over 300, though. Mm-hmm. So you're getting over 308. Like, and then think about if they got us some years, maybe they go 14 wins. Maybe some years they go 12. Like, that number creeps up where all of a sudden Andy Reid could very easily be somewhere in striking distance two of that. So I, I find it really fascinating if the motivation is, you know, ultimately going and coaching and having the most wins all time, he's going to have to coach till he's 75. I, I think to assure himself he will get past that number. And if and the problem is, is if Andy Reid coaches till he's 75, I mean, that's 10 more years. If they average somewhere around nine, to, I mean, he's he's easily going to go past that number. So it could it could be a record that he's shooting for and he's able to accomplish, but maybe it doesn't stand depending on what Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes end up doing in Kansas City. Uh, one, of the, I saw a story out that part of the motivation for Belichick is he's not a he wasn't a fan of Don Shula and some comments Shula made about whether it was Spygate or whatever else came along with it, but. That's why he really wants an opportunity to break the record. Whether or not he gets the opportunity, who knows. But what's what's kind of crazy, LeVar, you came into the league in 2000, right? Yeah. Seemed like a long time ago. Oh, yeah. yeah that's when Belichick took the Patriots job. That's I, a long-ass time, yeah. man. Like a long-ass time of, of success at the highest level. We're never going to see this again, ever. No. A quarter century he, of that much consistency, we're never seeing it again. I, I, I was just going to say, like, that is – it kind of changes the definition of dynasty. Like when people try to throw that around and people have tried to use that, that term or title with the chiefs. I'm like, wait, wait a second. I mean, they've, they've had a really good run, but you're talking about a team that since Bill Belichick took over has not won the AFC East. And basically and there's been some realignments and so forth, but 
has not won the AFC East. I think of that, what, 20-some years? What is it, six, seven times? Oh, God. I mean, I mean 19, how is it, is it 18 times, nine, uh, whatever it is? Six, I'm showing six. So six separate times they haven't, they didn't win it. Yeah, six or seven. Uh, there was like a 19-year stretch where they finished first all but two years. Yeah. It's crazy. It's ridiculous. <laughs> wow. Man. I mean, the, the crazy thing we talked about, Pete Carroll, they went to, out of, out of the 14 years he was in Seattle, they went to the playoffs 10 times. Bill Belichick's got very, obviously, better numbers than that in regards to the playoff runs he's had. And obviously, everyone's going to point to the, you know, the, the time with Tom Brady and that success. But it's just you'll never, you're never going to see a run like what Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots were able to do in the AFC East, in the AFC, and that run of, of Super Bowls, championships, and just success. You will never see that again. And I think the one thing that got highlighted this year and their struggles that stood out to me is even when there was all this speculation that this day was going to come, Bill Belichick continued to remain focused on each week and every week focusing on the task at hand. Like I think that's the one thing that I, I, I've taken from all the assistants, whether it's Charlie Weiss, Romeo Crennel, Eric Mangini, Josh McDaniels, any of the assistants that I played for that I was around, is they really wanted to eliminate distractions. But I think the more positive way or the other way of looking at it is they demanded extreme focus on the task at hand right in front of you. They never want you to look out further than the next game. And, and I know, it sound, you know we're on to Cincinnati becomes like a punchline. But the truth of the matter is that's how Bill Belichick was able to operate for so long, so successfully, and get Tom Brady and the, those Patriots teams and everyone else that was involved to be that successful, in my opinion. They never allowed or seldom allowed whatever distractions were going on in the locker room with the coaching staff, with some of those big personalities outside of it, they never allowed that stuff to interrupt their focus on winning and that, that devotion to the team and winning. That was their singular focus. And I think they were better than that than anyone else in the history of sports during that period of time. That's a crazy run, man. Uh, hell of a run for Bill Belichick. Uh, the breaking news that just came down a short time ago, as uh, Eddie Garcia pointed out earlier here, a few moments ago from the TireRack.com studios, after 24 seasons, Bill Belichick and the Patriots mutually agree to part ways. So New England will be on the market for a new head coach. And now we wait to see what the plan is for Bill Belichick, the greatest to ever do it, chasing Don Shula in wins, but more Super Bowls than any coach in the history of the league. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.